Broadcasting live from Las Vegas, Nevada, it's that groovy little podcast that gives you a first-person look into what it's like to call Sin City your home. It's the Living in Las Vegas podcast. That's right. Let's get to it, baby. Here it is, Living in Las Vegas podcast. Woo-wee. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you very much. Okay, welcome everybody to the Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. More spontaneous applause. And by the way, congratulations, because you're watching or listening to the longest running podcast about Vegas that actually originates in Vegas, which means that it doesn't matter if you're a tourist or a local. This show is like your own secret handshake to all things cool and groovy. Now, Our free show is on the first and third Tuesday of every month, 7 o'clock Pacific Time, p.m. at VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Again, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Hey, come on over. Get yourself in the live chat. Some really, really cool people hanging out in the live chat. There is a number of them there. And here's why they're hanging out with us. A couple reasons. One of which is just a really cool community. These people, we've got people who've been watching us live now for three plus years. It's pretty cool. We've got people who show up an hour or so before the show just so they can catch up with one another. But it's also a behind the scenes. So we start streaming uh, before the show begins. So a little bit of behind the curtain, kind of watch how we prepare for the show. And then after the show is done, usually around 8 o'clock or so, we stay on for another half an hour um, and answer questions and maybe share a few things that we wanted to share with the audience, at least our live chatters, but we simply did not want to have on the record. So again, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Hey, I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Konnichiwa, buenas noches. How you doing, hot stuff? I'm the founder of the Vegas Video Network. So on behalf of all the shows here, thanks for your support. And on behalf of this groovy little podcast, thank you as well. Okay, let's uh, get started here, shall we? So here, here's the thing. One of the greatest things about living in Las Vegas is that you get a lot of guests. And, and when we host people at the Arches at Whitney Villa, our home here, um, we like to be a tour guard. By the way, if you do move to Las Vegas, prepare to have guests. We moved here in August of 2005, and I think it was the first eight weeks, weekends straight, we had guests. Now, I kind of dig that. That's why we actually call our webs, our, our, our uh, house Arches of Whitney Villa. It's kind of like a hotel, and we goof around about that. But when we have people there, of course, if you are a host, if you live in Vegas, you're going to be a tour guide. And we're going to do all the tour guidey kind of things, right? So I'm going to take you to the Bellagio Fountain, if you haven't seen that. Uh, maybe we'll go check out the Mirage Volcano. If you haven't seen that, we'll head on down to Fremont Street Experience, kind of check that as well. That's great. And you have to do that. So those are check marks that you have to do. But what I really enjoy doing is taking people to somewhere unique, somewhere that they probably haven't heard of before, that most people haven't heard of before, something that's hidden, something that's secret. And I get a number of emails asking people for, hey, can you give me something that's kind of a secrety locals only thing? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Today's topic will be hidden bars in Las Vegas. Now, there are two categories of hidden bars when we talk about that kind of thing here. The first are actually hidden bars, bars that are purposely hidden that you have to know where they are for you to bump into them. 
And the other one is more of an unexpected uh, bars. They are not hidden, but most people don't know about them. Um, and so it makes it easier for us to hang out there. So what we're going to talk about is a couple things. I'm going to talk about the location. In other words, the property it's at or the address. We'll talk about how to find this hidden gem, what you have to do to get yourself in front of it. Then we'll talk about the vibe or the focus of that particular bar. And I'll tell you what our favorite drink is or my favorite drink or sometimes Melissa's drink. So let's start with the hidden bars that are out there. Okay, first and foremost, this is my newest discovery. As a matter of fact, Melissa and I were there yesterday. And this bar is called Ghost Donkey. Ghost Donkey. So where is it located? It's loca located at the Cosmopolitan. Um, and here's how you find it. It's, it's kind of wacky. So you go to the second floor. And on the second floor, there's a lot of restaurants. Mama Fuko is there. Egg Slut is there. And there's this thing called Block 16 Urban Food Hall. So there's a number of foodie places there, one of which is Hattie B's. Hattie B's is a restaurant that's super big in Nashville. As a matter of fact, when we were there a couple years ago, uh, excuse me, uh, we never saw less than probably 20 people in line the whole weekend we were there. It's just a super popular uh, fried chicken place. So if you look at Hattie B's at the Cosmo, this is the entrance. And if you look real carefully there, you'll see in the very, very far back, a nondescript what looks like an emergency exit. If we get a little closer, you'll see that on this nondescript what looks like an emergency exit door there is a ghost donkey and there is no other graphics or information on there and if you look at that bar at, to get into that it looks like one of those emergency exit bars so a lot of people have have told me that they were afraid to go in there the first time they saw it because they were afraid that an alarm was going to go off, right? So you go into that bar there, you push that bar open and you walk into the ghost donkey bar. Super cool. And this is kind of a hip Mexican vibe, uh, a very mezcal-based drink. So lots of mezcal, lots of tequila stuff. You can't really see the menu on that particular screen, uh, but uh, really an interesting place. So we walked in there. It's not very big. As you can see in the picture there, the bar holds, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine or so people at the bar. And then Behind the bar, or behind the patrons who are sitting at the bar, there's two booth-like areas, both of which would hold about seven or so people. There's like two little tables on each side. So when we walked in there, um, it was packed. Everybody was at the bar. People were at, at both uh, booth areas. So we just kind of hung out and asked for a menu. And the first thing that impressed me about this was the bartender, actually. Super nice. He, he suggested that we come around to the side of the bar uh, where we could stand. He came out to us, brought a menu, and we asked him, you know, so what, what would you recommend? And he was really nice about asking, what do you like to drink? What kind of flavors are you into? And picked a drink. And we, so I asked him a couple questions. A, can you make reservations there? And it wasn't real clear if you could. You could call and say if there's a group of folks for, so he, he might be able to set aside, but it really isn't a reservation place. We're gonna talk about a place pretty soon that requires reservations, but you can just pretty much walk in there and say, I'm ready to go. We loved 
the vibe there. It was fantastic. Now, from a drink perspective, there was a number of drinks that really we really liked. Um, one of them was called the Pistolero. This was Melissa's favorite drink. So the Pistolero, tequila, ancho verde liqueur, which is a, a roasted uh, pepper kind of liqueur, so a little spicy. And then there was a roasted poblano in there, pineapple lime. So it's kind of like a spicy, smoky margarita, but it's significantly more complex. That was Melissa's. Mine was a mezcal supernova, which just sounds fun by itself. So this had a somber mezcal. And by the way, mezcal is kind of like, just from a flavor perspective, smoky tequila is basically what it is. A little bit of cinnamon, some corns, uh, blue corn syrup, lime cordial, and egg white. So whereas the pist uh, pistero, pistolero was served in a rocks glass, the, uh, the mezcal supernova was served in a, was it a martini glass? Not a martini, those rounded martini type of glasses. Really, really good. Also what was good, let me get closer here so I can see this. Oh, I can't see it. It's too far away from me was a couple other drinks. One was a rum-based drink that we liked a lot. And they also had something that I was surprised by. So they had frozen margarita there. Um, I forget the name of it right now. But as a practice, you want to avoid any frozen margarita, any frozen drink on Las Vegas if you're hoping to get a reasonable amount of alcohol because they tend to be very alcohol light. So heavy in calories, low in the fun stuff that makes you drunk. Um, so they saw, I saw this thing blending in the background. I'm like, eh, we're not going to do that. So we finally did get a booth seat. We're hanging out there, and a real nice uh, waitress came by and asked if we had anything or any suggestions or if we needed a suggestion. We said, yeah, well, what do you recommend? And she said, hey, you really got to try this frozen margarita. I'm like, come on. You got to be kidding me. She's, <laughs> she was funny. She said, look, the round's on me if you don't like it, but you're going to like it. It's, it's boozy, and it's got some great flavor. I'm like, eh, all right, whatever you want to do. So they brought, you know, in a couple of rocks glasses, these frozen margaritas, salt rim, and guess what? It was really, really good. Now the price, eh, fourteen to seventeen dollars. This is a strip kind of property. You're going to pay strip prices, and for most of these places, although there are a couple of exceptions here, these aren't the places that you're going to go and get, you know, hammered. You're going to go here to catch a nice buzz before dinner, or before a show, or after dinner, or after a show, or just as a stop off, like from work, just to kind of chill out. This is not the place where you're going to go out and, and do, I don't know, $2 beers to, to try to catch a major buzz. So Ghost Donkey at Cosmo, easily my favorite hidden bar uh, in Las Vegas today. Now, the second one is one that we've been to before. It is located in downtown in the Fremont District. Uh, and it's hidden within a bar called Commonwealth. So here's how you get there. So you, if you walk into Commonwealth, again, this is a Fremont East bar. And one of the bars that uh, helped establish Fremont East is being something. Now, Commonwealth is a double-decker bar. First floor, and then you can go upstairs. So if you walk into Commonwealth, you're facing south. And you walk into the bar, and as you keep going, you'll see a staircase. And underneath the staircase, you'll see this, what's it called, decolletage or whatever it is, Decolletage, that's not what that is. Um, paper mache kind of stuff. It looks like this. So a bunch of photos in this, uh, below this staircase. And if you look really carefully on that picture, 
just to the right, you'll see there's actually a door there. So it doesn't really look like a door. And if you're not looking for it, you probably wouldn't even notice that there was a door. But right there, there's a door. So you open up that door and that actually places you in an, another room. Is it called an ant anterior room? So it's another room and that's basically their secret handshake room. So whereas at Ghost Donkey, you open the door, you're in, no big deal. At, uh, oh, I forgot to say what this place was called, didn't I? Laundry room, did I say that? At laundry room, you must have reservations. Now, how do you get reservations? Well, it used to be pretty difficult actually to do that. Let me find my reservation room. So it used to be hard. You used to kind of have to know somebody who knew somebody and, and the deal was you texted them and told them how many people you needed and at what time, what day. Now it's a little bit easier. Here is the instructions on how to do that. And if you look, you'll see the phone number right there. Hold on. <laughs> I can't see any of it because I haven't got... Give me a second. Let me put this on my screen behind me. All right. Can I see that? No, of course not. 702-701-1465. It's on their website. So go to their website. You'll see the instructions. It's at the bottom of their website. So it used to be couldn't see it. Now it's easy to find. So what's the deal here? This is a really neat place. The vibe is kind of a speakeasy vibe. So here's what the room looks like itself. And as you can see, it's not very big. So the bar itself is on the right side. One, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven seats there. You can see a row of seats off to the left side, and then you can't see it from this angle, but there's a couple, three tables, uh, low tables there as well. Now, I really like this place. Um, but there are some, <laughs> some rules of engagement, and they're pretty strict about these rules. They want you to be uh, no smoking, uh, no using of your phones, please keep it quiet, don't be fighting, uh, don't be creepy, in other words, uh, don't be hitting on folks, uh, no PDA, no photography. You won't see a lot of pictures uh, of this place out on the, like the Yelp or whatever because... They don't want you to do that. They want you to be calm. They want, and, and so here's the thing. What they're doing, and I've always liked this general idea. I always thought that if I had a bar, I think it would be neat to say, put your phone down. Come in here. Just hang out with your friends. Quit looking at your phone. Quit scrolling. Quit checking your, knock it off. Just join us. I like that vibe. So I don't have a problem with that. The one thing that was a little odd is that whole be, you know, speakeasy, kind of keep your tone down. Uh, we got in trouble. <laughs> so the Mitchells and the Whitneys went there and, you know, we're reasonably refined people. And eh, got a little loud, apparently. I don't think it was super loud, but loud enough where we got shushed a couple times. And we weren't the only people shushed. A couple other people got shushed. So they're kind of serious about that. Decide if that bothers you or not. Now, what do you drink? This is one of those places that they have a menu and it's all prohibition-y kind of stuff, uh, as is the next place we'll talk about, or the next place after this we'll talk about. Um, but my recommendation is to order off the menu. And here's what they did for me that I really, really, really liked. So we were looking at the menu and trying to figure out, wait, what do I want? Everything looks good. And so the bartender came around from the bar. 
not a lot of people there, so it's kind of managed. Asked me, instead of, you know, which would you like? He said, what, what, what kind of flavors do you like? I'm like, that's a cool question. Well, I like smoky. I like sour. Um, I like rosemary and basil. It's like, okay. Back to the bar. You know, mad scientist arms bouncing around. Do blend stuff. Go brings me back something. I have no idea what was in it or uh, how he made it. Didn't care, took a sip. It was the best drink I've ever had. So uh, don't worry about the menu. I mean, if you find something, go ahead and order it. But I suggest tell them the flavors that you like and let these guys figure it out. You know, and these guys are the, you know, you've seen these bartenders. They're everywhere now, the big beard, you know, that kind of look. But that's called Laundry Room. Again, it's inside Commonwealth. All right, next one is located in the downtown cocktail room. Again, Fremont Ace, by the way, um, the downtown cocktail room was the first of two bars, the other being the Griffin, that really indicated to me that people were serious about Fremont East. Prior to that, Fremont East was a scary place to hang out. Um, and then the, the city actually put a lot of money into resurrecting that area. They were given some pretty killer incentives. For example, uh, neon signs that you put on your, on your uh, building, like the, I think it was the Griffin one, I don't think they paid for it. I think the city covered that for them. But Dundown Cocktail Room was one of the first two that I really thought, uh oh, this is pretty cool. Now, the Downtown Cocktail Room isn't a secret, uh, secret bar. Everybody knows what that is, although it is sometimes hard to get in there. But there's a bar within that bar. And I had been to Downtown Cocktail Room, I don't know, five, six times. <laughs> I had no idea this little secret bar existed until one day somebody pointed it out to me. So it's called Mike Morey's Sip and Tip. Mike Morey's Sip and Tip. So here's how you find this little bar. You walk into Downtown Cocktail Room. You walk in and then you, you face the bar, which is going east. You make a hard right which is facing south, and you walk towards the wall. So walk towards the south wall, you'll stop, make a left, which is pointing east, and you'll see a door right there. Nondescript door, doesn't really say much. You walk in that door, and guess what? You've just found yourself in sips and tip. Super cool. Now, this is the kind of bar where you're just hanging out, really relaxed. They've got Fuji photos of guests you know, patrons who are on the wall elsewhere. And this is the kind of place where uh, you're not going to expect to spend a lot of money. This is more of a downtown vibe. It's not a mixology kind of thing. Here's a, a shot of their, of their menu. And as you can see, you know, they got packaged beer, draft beer, spirits. You, know, you can get an old-fashioned for, I don't know, was it $9 or something like that. And, and the drinks that we usually get there is an old-fashioned or just a beer. Easy peasy, one, two, three easy. But I'll tell you what, um, it, there is a significantly different vibe. So the downtown cocktail room is kind of a cool thing. They've got a DJ playing, um, doing the ns, ns, ns music every once in a while, which I'm not a huge fan of. But this other place, the, uh, the Mike Morris Sips and Dip, it just seems like kind of a dive bar, which is really, really cool. So that's it. That's connected to the downtown cocktail room. Okay, so how about some unexpected, hiddenish kinds of properties? The first one we're going to talk about is um, back at on the Strip. And it's over, 
at Park MGM. And as a reminder, Park MGM uh, used to be the old Monte Carlo. It got redone. Um, and part of what they did in their redoing was they added a, a property called Nomad. Now, Nomad is a, a pretty well-known property, and I think it's New York. Um, and so what Nomad is, is a hotel within a hotel. And the Nomad Hotel is at the very top of Park MGM. So it's a pretty fancy hotel. But at the ground floor, they also have a restaurant and bar. So how you find it, you go to Park MGM, and from the valet area, from the outside valet, you'll see an entrance for Nomad. Not the hotel entrance, but the other entrance. They both say Nomad, one's for the restaurant, one's for the hotel. Hotel, you go up, restaurant and bar on the same floor, on the ground floor. So you walk in, and as you walk into the casino, to your left is the Nomad Bar. Now, the Nomad Bar is absolutely gorgeous. It is stunning. Probably one of the nicest bars I've ever seen. The problem with this bar is it's not a secret to anybody. You go there during normal bar hours and, you know, God bless you, try to get a seat. And it probably holds 200, 300 people. It's a huge bar. And as you can see, they have, you know, seating that's you know, the kind of the loungy, couchy seating. And then you can see in the back there, that's the actual bar itself. But the whole room is a giant bar. Very, very well appointed. Very nice. But the last couple of times we saw that, we walked into that place. We're like, we, we, we can't get a seat at the bar. This bar's huge. It probably holds 30, 40 people. We can't get a seat. I'm like, I love this. So the tip we got was from a worker bee there. And what they told us, it was a gal who said, look, here's the deal. Instead of coming in here, go to the restaurant, which is across the way. I'm like, well, I don't want to eat. I want to go to the bar. She goes, ah, that's our secret. There is a, a mini bar, a small little bar in the restaurant. I'm like, huh? So we went over there. And first thing I'll tell you, when you go into the restaurant, it is the best looking restaurant in Las Vegas. It is unbelievable. But what you can't see in that picture to the right is this mini version of that bar so instead of holding i don't know 20 or 30 people i think it holds nine and we walked in there this is you know rush hour bar time the main bar was completely packed and this bar had four or five seats open what and and the restaurant was busy as well but four or five seats open now i'm into that i'm okay with that so we hung out there now it's the same menu as the first place this is one of those mixologist kind of vibes. Um, they'll make what you want. And again, it's the same thing as, as I mentioned before if, at Laundry Room. If, you, if you're into the kind of thing where you just say, I want to have this smoky thing and a sour thing and a, I don't know, rosemary thing, they'll mix it up right in front of you and get it done. Um, we liked, I like the drink called a Polomar, P-O-L-O-M-A-R. So it's tequila theme, mezcal theme, grapefruit lime and sparkling mineral water so it's a very smoky drink again um and uh highly recommended and again super nice um it, it didn't have that pompous thing they weren't shushing anybody they wanted to have a good time and they realized that if you're spending 17 18 for a drink you know they should probably treat you pretty well okay next location that i'm really into uh, and we just went there uh, to, 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 for Valentine's Day, actually. And this is at Aria, and it's a place called Catch. So that's it right there. So Aria is the hotel. How do you find it? Well, we go to the Aria lobby, 
And there used to be a restaurant there called Bar Mesa. And Bar Mesa has been replaced by Catch. It's right next to a, a restaurant called Sage. And by the way, Sage is the place where I discovered real smoky drinks where they, where they create smoke and they put the drink over the smoke. They capture the smoke, put the drink in there and drink that. Love that stuff. It's fantastic. Anyways, so Catch, again, easily, without question, the most dramatic entrance in Vegas, as you can see here. It is gorgeous. Just gorgeous. You'll see a lot of people in that hallway taking pictures. Probably one of the most photogenic areas in Vegas. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, you know, top 10 cool places to go. And again, you wouldn't know that unless you were going to that restaurant. Um, but that's pretty cool. So now if you if you look, you can see it's kind of a long, cool archway that goes towards the, the bar. And there I'm coming a little bit closer. You can see there's a reception area, the host reception to the left. And then straight ahead is their main bar. Well, not surprising, because it's pretty popular, that bar is packed, constantly packed. We couldn't get a seat at that bar until well, about a half hour into it, we were finally able to grab a couple chairs. Um, but come to find out, I was talking to the bartender, uh, there's another bar in this property, in the same property. What? I love this. So here's, you walk into the bar, and if you make a right, so now you're going off to the right, you can't see it in that picture anymore. So you make a right, <clears throat> and then after you make a right, you go towards the, the back room. So you make a right, and then make a left. Now you're going back to the back room. And then as you go into the next room, you'll see there's a room off to the side that looks like just a, a dining room, and it is. But if you go into that dining room, guess what's there? A bar small version of the same bar. So it holds nine, nine, nine to 12 or so people. And when I checked it out, the bar, the main bar was packed. And this one had two seats open. Cool. Same stuff. Now, this place um, had a uh, expensive kind of vibe. Uh, the favorite drink that we had there was a drink called One Too Many, which is a rose or a strawberry infused uh, vodka. Uh, a lilette, a rosé, some coconut, a little bit of avocado, some rosé wine, and lime. Now, I will tell you one thing about this place that I didn't like, and they were a little slow on the service. They actually had a, a little bit of an attitude, the bar folks did. They had four, three, four bartenders in the main bar. Again, I'm talking about this bar here, which I'm recommending you don't go to. Uh, it was packed. Uh, it was busy, but you know we were standing there. I you know I have this curse where I stand at bars and for whatever reason I cannot get a goddamn bartender to pay attention to me. Um, but you know stood there for a while. Eventually got them show up. A um, little bit of attitude in the beginning, um, and I will tell you the first drink I ordered, which was not this one, uh, was way over iced. And so I eventually told him, hey, let's do that one again, but not so much ice. And that was a much better drink. So don't go to the main bar. Go to that little hidden bar off to the side. I think much less crowded for sure. And I, my guess is you're probably going to get better service as well. Okay, what's next? Let's go back downtown for a second. One of the things that really has done well here is the Mob Museum. And for the longest time, that was just what the Mob Museum was. What is a museum? And it's a three-hour tour, very much like Gilligan's Island. And uh, I loved it. You know, we've been there twice. It's, it is a solid three hours. Get ready. Be sure to have nice shoes on because you're going to be on your feet for three hours. They just added a bar. 
It's called the underground. So the underground is located underneath the mob museum. So when you come up, when you come into the mob museum, you go up some stairs and you're basically on the second floor of the property. And you start there and go up, I think it's fourth or fifth floor and you come on down for the regular tour. Um, but if you go to the left, as you walk into the entrance, you'll see some stairs and you can go down. But what's also cool is there's an outdoor exit, an exterior exit or entrance to the bar as well, because the bar is open even when the mob museum itself is not open. So what does it look like? Doop, 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 doop. There it is. Not surprising. It has a huge Prohibition era vibe, given the mob museum thing. And what I really like about it, if you look at the bar there, and there's tables on the other side. And by the way, they do a lot of jazz there. So a lot of live music, a lot of jazz, you know, three-piece, four-piece kind of combo things. Really cool. But what it's really interesting is that this is both a bar, but it still pulls in the museum concept of the mob museum. So if you look at that picture there, you'll notice that there are some little display windows into the bar. So instead of video poker, there are basically museum displays built into the bar. Really, really neat. So, you know, guns and passports and stuff like that. Huge. Oh, and I just remember the drink they had. Their, their um, delivery of drinks is really cool. The packaging of the drinks that they give you is really, really clever. Completely forgot about that. Now, what I like about this place is they also have moonshine, their own moonshine. They have a distill over there. You can't see it in that picture, but they have a distill over there that's making stuff. And so my, my recommendation drink-wise is pretty straightforward. Uh, you should have some moonshine. Why not? I don't know if it's good, bad, or indifferent, but you know, drink it. What can, what can, what's the worst that can happen? All right. And then finally, a place that I've talked about a couple times that I don't think it gets the amount of love that it should. And this is back at the Cosmopolitan again. And by the, I think it's called Wicked Spoon, which is their buffet, there's a place called Rose Rabbit Lie. Now, part of the challenge with Rose Rabbit Lie is nobody knows what in the hell that place is. Well, what it really is, is a supper club. Supper club being, there's, you, know, you can have dinner there, but there's also entertainment going on. Well, the entertainment's not happening in the restaurant. It's actually happening in a standalone bar. Okay, so how do we get there? So it's in the Cosmo. What you're going to do is you're going to head towards the buffet, which is in the boondocks at Cosmo. It is the weirdest, out of the way, you would never walk by it by accident kind of place. So you're either going to look for the buffet or the show Opium. And we've talked about that show. It is probably my favorite show in Las Vegas now. It's done by the same folks who do Absence. So you're going towards the buffet, you're going towards Opium, and you're going to see Rose Rabbit Live. And you're going to walk towards it. And remember, it's primarily thought of as a restaurant, a supper club. So you'll walk up to the receptionist, and you'll see the gal there. And the restaurant's to the left as you're facing the receptionist. But to the right is a door that's not labeled. It's just a door. So you don't have to speak to the receptionist, although I'm sure they'd appreciate if you said hello. Open up the door, and bam, you are right in Rose Rabbit Lies Bar. Now, what is amazing about this is it is a, first of all, it's a beautiful, kind of an art deco look to it. But it is far and away my favorite place to drink and watch or listen to great, and I mean great, entertainment. 
Uh, a friend of mine, Sky D. Miles, performs there. But as you can see in this picture, you've got live music there. You've got dancers. They're dancing on the piano. They're dancing on the, the areas between booths. They're dancing up and down the aisle. And that gal there, the gal in the middle, the, the, in the, kind of a dark shadow there, who's Sky, man, that chick can sing her face off. And everybody there can sing their face off. And I think she's been there now for maybe two or three years now. It's really a cool, cool, cool place. Now, it's the Cosmo. And, you know, very much like the ghost donkey in many places on the Strip, it's not cheap. It's, you know, the 17, $16, 17 $18 drink. And like, again, like I said before, you're not going to go there to get hammered. You're going there to have a drink either after or before dinner um, or either after or before a show kind of thing or just meet somebody for a drink. Don't get hammered there. It's too much. So what do they have to drink? They've got all the nice kind of things. And I think we really like the fuzzy navel which is rum, uh, cream de pinche, some pineapple stuff, some lime, some cardamom bitters, which I have no idea what it is, but it's a nice drink as well. So that's it. Those are my favorite places, my favorite secret or hidden bars. And again, to recap, what do we got? We've got my favorite, which is Ghost Donkey at Cosmopolitan, then Laundry Room, which is connected to the Commonwealth, then Mike Maury's Sip and Tips, that's within the downtown cocktail room. And then some unexpected place, not hidden, but unexpected at Nomad. You're not going to go to the Nomad bar. You're going to go to the Nomad restaurant and go to the bar that's in the restaurant. Very good place to go there. Catch, a restaurant over at um, uh, Aria. Then the Underground, which is at the Mob Museum. Again, that's available even if the Mob Museum is not open. And then finally... Rose Rabbit Lie. That's it. I would like to have you all go there. And if you do go there, hey, invite me to go and we'll have a drink. Yeah, a couple of people in the live chat are asking about pricings on the website. Yeah, if. <laughs> If you have to ask, it's too much. Uh, basically, the rule of thumb in Las Vegas is if it's not the if the pricing's not on the website, you're looking at around seventeen, eighteen dollars a drink. Count on it. Um, didn't include URLs because you know reading off a URL is a pain in the ass for audio folks. Um, but if you just do a search for any of these places on the Google, it'll take you right to their website. Uh, take you to places where if you need reservations, you can get them. Like for instance, Laundry Room. Um, and there's another place who um, was open to reservations, and I forget which one it is. Uh, but I promise you, you'll have a you'll have a good time at any one of those things. Um, and Ozzy Deb is writing that she liked the ghost donkey, uh, but the laundry room sounds way too precious for an Australian. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, it, that might not be a fit for somebody who, uh, who's, you know, maybe a little louder. All right, it's time for Have a Drink on Me. It's part of the show where I show you a picture of a bar or a speakeasy or a lounge, and you guys guess it. And you guess it by sending an email to have a drink at vegasvideonetwork.com. Again, have a drink at vegasvideonetwork.com. And you're going to send that, that email into us with your guests. And then there's a number of ways that you can have a chance to win. And here's how they work. First, you get one entry if you have a correct entry that you email to us. If you've submitted an entry and you're in the live chat, 
while we're doing the show and picking winners, I'll put your name in the hat again. Uh, if you send a video or photo guest, we'll put your name in there again. If you're the very first correct entry, which uh, Deb always is uh, from Australia, you get in there. Or if you do an intro video to the entire show, we will uh, provide you another entry as well. So what can you win? Well, no, that's a good question. Let's see. Let me, uh, let's bring Pops up here and have Pops tell you what you can win. Let me tell you what you can win this week. This week's Lucky Hedham winner can choose any one of three amazing Scott Whitney guitar CDs. Chris Acoustic 1, Chris Acoustic 2, or Gajazathon. Proudly displayed here by Bob, undisputed king of the video Hedham entry. Or... You can choose the comfortable and stylish Vegas Video Network Visor like Very these nice. lucky winners. Available in the standard black and sometimes in the rare hard-to-find red. Very popular hard. with the ladies and the Russians. <laughs> or you can choose the premium prize package. The next time you're going to be in Vegas, you can arrange an evening of sophistication and class with the man himself, the guru of all mm. things Vegas, Scott Whitney. Sophistication well, and class. Okay, at least drinks, laughs, and some priceless conversation. There you go. Send your entry into Have It Drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. VegasVideoNetwork.com. Thank you, Pops. Now, there's some magical things that happen when you do that, of course. The drink's pretty cool, the music's fantastic, but the visor has a, a, a whole new kind of greatness attached to it. You take one of these visors, you put it on your noggin like this, and you take a picture, and you send that picture to me, and I will take a look at it, and I will go, man, you are a handsome man or a beautiful woman. And then I'll take that picture, and I'll put it with other pictures like it. And you know what happens when that happens? Well, you become a part of the galaxy of God. There's and Ozzy Deb who never is ever anything but the first entry and Gregor and Bill and Mr. Testy Steve and Michael and Roger but wait there's more there is our friend Rosie and Scott and Michael and Vicky and Bud and Alan and Aaron who are nudist and Bob Bob's wife and then there's Dan and Shan not Jan who lives in New York and Jimmy and then there's Ken and Ken Stewart and of course there is Christina who's all babies are because of my music Don and Jackie and Mike look out Mike incoming Pops and Sammy and then there's Gerald but my god this never ends there's more there's a dog and Chris, who isn't dead in my backyard, Brett's dad, and your buddy Scott, and Wayne, and let's not forget our good bud, Brett. Okay, very good. Okay, we had 14 out of 14 correct answers, and the, uh, let's look at last week's, have a drink on me, stand by. Where are you, where'd you go? Oh, where are you? Boink, boink. Where'd 341 go? Hmm. That's interesting. What? I'll have to go grab that. So here's, th here's last week's Have a Drink on Me. There it is. And the hints were Thunderbird Lounge, Thunderbird Lounge, Thunderbird Lounge. I thought I brought that one in there. I'm going to have to see if I can find the other one. Okay. Let's see what we got. 
Alright, numero uno, our very first entry, is what? Aussie Deb! Who'd have thought? One for the correct answer. One for being in the live chat. And of course, one for being the first correct answer. Good God. Already, she has 100% of what's going on with three entries. Who's next? Let's see. Next up, we have Mike Q. And Mike, you can tell Mike Q is a bit of a nerd because one of the clues had to do with the Firefox um, uh, Mozilla email program, and he got it from that. Mike Q gets one for the correct answer. Mike Q gets one for being in the live chat. See, nerds are okay. Next up, we've got Ron R. And we got Mr. Testy, one for the correct answer. Mr. Testy's in the live chat. And he gets put in there again. That's a dose. You can see a lot of these folks are getting multiple entries. Pretty smart. Samuel Jackson, known as Sam the Wrench. One for the correct answer. Sam Jackson, one for being in the live chat. See, that's another reason to be in the live chat. It's not just the camaraderie. It's not just the behind the scenes. It's the time to double your pleasure, double your fun. Mike from the Couve, which is Vancouver. We got Tom Yu. We've got John Herman from New York City. By the way, John is another person who understood the Mozilla joke. Good for John. Boink. Let me close that up. Boink. And we've got Black Jack Bolin. One for the correct answer. And what else? We got some more in here. Okay, we've got Terry Rengnier. Correct answer. Bob Thomas from St. Augustine, Florida. Way to go, Bob. And Steve English from Scotland. Hello. We got Faze Jitter. One for the correct answer. I think Faze Jitter is in the live chat. Faze Jitter. Good job, good job, good job. And Mad Chipmunk, one for the correct answer. And let's see, there you go. Okay, let's see what we got. Don't be looking, no cheating allowed. Who's gonna win? I'm going with this one right here. All right, what do we got? And the winner is Terry Rengnier. I think this is the first time winner here. Way to go, Terry. Congratulations. You'll get a hat. Either a drink on me or a musical CD. Now let me go grab. I, I didn't put in my, uh, where's my hat? I'm... Are you kidding me? What? Hold on, guys. Sorry about this. I thought I copied that hat over here, but I don't see it. Stand by. Where's my hat? Well, that wasn't very smart. Oh, well, I know what to do. Okay. All right, here's, the <laughs> here's this week's Haddam. Whoops, that's not this week's Haddam. This is this week's Haddam. There it is. Stand by. There it is. This, this week's Haddam. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what this could be. Here's hint number one. Could have been named Dead Ass. Hit number one, it could have been named Dead Ass. Hit number two, it could have been called Spooky Beast of Burden. 
Pit number two, it could have been called Spooky Beast of Burden. And hit number three, we just talked about it. Hit number three, we just talked about it. It's my favorite new hidden bar thing. All right. You know the answer to that. What are you going to do? You're going to send your email in to woo, have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. All right, kids. That's it. Thanks for playing along. Hey, if you want to reach out to us, it's super easy to do that. Go to the email down there, on our queue at livinginlv.com. Again, on our queue at livinginlv.com. Love to hear from you guys. And if you have ideas for new shows, send that into that same email as well. Hey, if you want to leave a voicemail, we would love for you to do that. It's really fun to hear your dulcet tones there. And it's super easy to do as well. Just go to our homepage, which is this little guy right there. Boink. And then click on that little orange tab the right side. You'll see a pop-up. And because you have a microphone attached to your computer, guess what? You can leave us a voicemail. It's like magic. We're on all the social media, guys. We're on iTunes. And if you're watching or listening to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate a five-star review. We're also on the YouTube. And if you've discovered us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and share us with your friends and family. We're also on Roku, over 80,800 account installs, which is kind of cool. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Chromecast. Uh, Apple, Google Fire TV, Google Play, and of course, the Vegas Video Network. All right, folks, thank you so much for playing along. Stay tuned for those of you who are watching live for the after show. And stay tuned for the credits. We have a new uh, credits that includes a kind of a cool thing at the very end. All right, we'll see you guys next time on the Vegas Video Network. Take care. That's awesome.